Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Points are shared after a thriller at the cottage as the addicts once again went toe to toe and blow for blow with one of the championship's best. Welcome to Charlton Live. So, good evening. And welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes, Pack Studios. We get ready to look back at yesterday's uh, thrilling 2-2 draw with Fulham uh, over at Craven Cottage. Uh, joining me in the studio to do just that, over on my right-hand side, is Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Very well, thank you. Yeah, recovered from your boat trip? Just about. Yeah, yeah plenty of sleep today. Yeah. But yeah, all good. Yeah. Good time. You're looking well. You're looking well. Uh, in the middle, Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Good evening. Yes, good. Thank you, Louis. You all right? I had a good one yesterday. You weren't on the boat because it would be pointless for you because you live in West London, but <laughs> enjoy it. I did enjoy it, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent stuff. And uh, on my left hand side, Nathan, you like, you like been up all night, Nathan. You're all right? Because I mean, you're on the boat as well. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm just happy Benji's here, so he's in the middle of a Welshy Wall in the Muller sandwich. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What a delicious <laughs> feeling that is. Lucky him. Yeah, usually we, we usually do auctions for that sort of stuff. Yeah. But he's got it for free. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, this, I didn't sleep very well, no. No. I was got a bit, <laughs> bit of a bad throat. <laughs> oh. 
excellent stuff. Right, on tonight's Charlton Live, we'll be looking back at that that 2-2 uh, draw with Fulham over at Craven Cottage. I have to say, I know we didn't win, but that is one of my favourite games of the season so far. It's an absolutely brilliant uh, contest. We're going to hear the highlights of the game. Uh, we're also going to hear, of course, Lee Bayer's full post-match interview and you lucky people we've got an exclusive with uh, one of the heroes from yesterday Dylan Phillips uh, came to speak to me after the game uh, we'll hear from him uh, later on in the show we also want to know what you made of the performance yourselves plenty of you have already got involved but if you want to uh, have your views aired on this evening's show you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, you can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum have your say on yesterday's performance let us know uh, who was your man of the match uh, what did you make of the, the, the game as a whole how fuming are you that we are uh, legitimately have been mugged of uh, of three points there because Mitrovic was actually offside when he, he scored that equaliser for Fulham. For Fulham. Anything you want to say on this evening's show, uh, get involved. Uh, just before we hear the highlights, Mr. Welshie Wallin, uh, I mean, that was it. First half in particular, I mean, that was just another pleasing display. I mean, this championship football is so much fun. Yeah, I said about five or six games ago when we were, uh, I don't think we'd lost by that point. I said, at what point in the season are we going to have to stop thinking this is just a bit of luck and a good run and actually we're a very decent championship side and then obviously lost a couple, um, had the international break but yesterday again we've gone toe-to-toe with one of the best sides in this division and, and come out with a the minimum we deserved I think from yesterday and I say it again, you've got to look now, we're what a quarter of the way through the season we're a decent, we're a decent, decent side. We're a force in this in this division. I don't necessarily think we're going to be top six come the end of the season, but top half is is more than achievable. And Boya said it himself yesterday. The pride I've got in this squad at the moment. They just they never know when they're beaten. They never give up. They just put everything into the shirt. And as fans, that's all you want to see. And it shows in the reaction of the fans week in week out. Yeah, Ben. Well, we were talking about this in, in the pub after the game yesterday on on, on Putney High Street, talking about. You know, you, I mean, you could see that Fulham were a good team, and and the, the players they've got, like Caviero in particular, on on, on the right hand side, uh, was causing us issues. But we did enough to fully deserve the point that we've come away with. Yeah, definitely. And as as Tom was saying earlier, you had Forster Kasky making his second start of the season. Uh, his first start came against Blackburn, which was the first game. And uh, playing at left wing back, really. Mm. And uh, he puts in the ball for the goal, and it's just such like as Tom was saying, we've come into this this season, especially that game yesterday, as real underdogs. And uh, the first half, we were so dominant. Mm. It was such a performance to be proud of, as Bowie has said. That it was a real gritty performance. Everyone put their bodies on the line. But there was such quality there. That first goal was such good quality goal that we're just yeah we're just so proud of where we've come from and we're giving a team like Fulham such a good game like that yesterday. And I guess having gone in one nil up at half time, we we were always expecting Nath to there to be an onslaught from Fulham in the second period. You say with the quality of players they've got going forward. But we stood up to it and we defended our, our box well, of course. We had Dylan Phillips to, to thank with that incredible save uh, from Bobby Reid in the, in the closing stages to hold on to the point. But, you know, we, we, we found that way, which we have done so often this season, to get points from very difficult games. Yeah, I think, um, I think before the game on the boat, I was sort of thinking we were going to get battered 3-0, 4-0. And the second half, the way the second half panned out, I thought how the... That was what the whole game was going to look like for us. Literally on the back foot, might sneak a chance here and there. Um, but like you say, it shows the character of all of them um, to to dominate that that first half. And again, like Bo said, with Leeds, 
Fulham had to change their way of playing, which then they had to match us up because they were getting outplayed at home on their own patch. So I think it's a amount of credit, obviously, to the coach staff and obviously the players um, of stepping up because I don't think any of us could envisage. We, you know, we were riding the wave when we got promoted and, you know, we'll do well, but I don't think any of us envisaged how well we have done so far. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights uh, from Valley Pass of yesterday's game. Your commentators are, of course, uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Kaski inside to Williams. Williams still on the run on that left-hand side ahead of Johansson. Trying to take on Johansson now. Goes past him. Being pulled back again, surely, but he gets it across the bond. Can't get the first contact. He's still on the floor. McCauley Bonnie can't swipe his leg at it. And it's uh, picked up by Harry Arter and he's bringing it out for Fulham. Out to Brian. Brian. Space to run into. Too much space, really, for Charlton's liking. He's going to take the shot, fortunately, for the Addicts. That's harmlessly wide left, but he was allowed time and space to run into that area. With the ball, Cullen goes left. He's picked out Forster Kasky. Ball into the box here. Forster Kasky. It's a long one. Oh, oh, oh. Almost caught out Bettinelli, but it's gone wide and out for a goal kick. His keeper just momentarily thought that might be nestling in the bottom left ankle. And, and Forster Kasky over it. Little, oh, just a little faint to run of Cullen. Now he swings it across. Pierce is running for it. It's oh. a header from... Prattley was the last one in there. He didn't get enough contact on it and he went straight to Bettinelli, but that shows the threat Charlton pose from the dead ball situation. Turn, switches the play across to Solly. That's a lovely ball. Solly controls. It's Gallagher down the line. Good ball, ball. forward to Cullen. Edge of the penalty. Cullen to Gallagher. Edge of the box. Gallagher shooting chance oh. deflection. And it's a Charlton corner, but well worked the addicts. That's, lo- that's lovely football from Charlton. Well the ball away. Oh. Cullen can bring the ball forward. He's got two to his left. He chips it forward to Williams. Williams, edge of the penalty here. In the penalty here. Williams will shoot. Save oh. by Bettinelli into the flex. Doesn't fall the way of a Charlton player, and Fulham can bring the ball away with Johansson. Johansson chip ball into bounds here, and Mitrovic oh, rises oh. and heads over. That's a push in the back of uh, Naby Sar from Mitrovic, which the referee has chosen uh, to ignore. It's Phillips long kick forward towards Bon. It's a great yeah. head for Bon. It comes to Gallagher, who's controlled it well. Gallagher trying to work a bit of space. Over to the left-hand side is Force Kasky. Got two in the box. Force Kasky chips it towards the far post. Chris Solly heads it back across. Gallagher with the shot. Yes! Gallagher with the goal! A brilliant work move from John. The ball from Force Kasky to the back post was brilliant. Chris Solly's head across was even better. And then the finish from the Chelsea Loney against Fulham. A low-driven Festo volley past Bettinelli. And Charlton at the lead. Well, I'll tell you what, there won't be too, there won't be too many bets that show a, a headed assist from Chris Solly, but that was superb work from Charlton, from Macaulay Bonds, control at the beginning. Forster Kasky's cross, Charlton overloading on that right-hand side. I think Fulham were concentrating on trying to stop Macaulay Bond getting to the ball. Oh, it was finish. Chris Solly who heads it back into the path of uh, Conor Gallagher, and we've already seen this season how well he can finish, and he did that again. What a superb start from Charlton, and uh, I've got to say, it's not uh, not anything we don't deserve. Oh. It's a fairly even going, but we've looked threatening going forward, and that's uh, superb. Superb goal, and just at the right time before half-time. There is the half-time whistle, and Charlton, what a first 45 minutes here at Craven Cottage. Fulham's throw from knockout back to Bryant. Now Harrison Reed inside, further right is Mawson. Mawson to the right finds Cavallero. Looks for the one-two with Dekadova Reed, and he shook it. It's back. Cavallero has got a run, and Abisar cuts across. Cavallero shooting chance, and it's a goal. It's a fine finish for Cavallero. The one-two with Reed was superb. And then a crisp finish past Dylan Phillips, who got a touch to it but couldn't keep it out and full him a level. Yeah, as soon as that uh, ball was played down that right-hand side, Charlton were in trouble. Cavalera's got pace. 
and Nabi Sarr couldn't keep up with him. Cut inside, and then he had options to go left or right. Dylan Phillips stood no chance with the finish. Josh Cullen goes across the take, and an opportunity for Charlton to immediately respond. Cullen with Pierce and Saar up from the back. Goes towards the near post. Bond little flip. Comes back to Williams with the shot. Now knock. Oh, it comes to lock here. Was Williams caught down? It comes back to Forskaski. Born the box to Williams. Controls. Williams still looking for an angle for a shot. Comes out to Prattley. Crosses the ball in. It's a flick from John the back of the head. It's McCauley Bond with the header at the near post. Just a flex it over Bettinelli. And what a response from the Addicts. That is superb football from Charlton. The little invention from the first corner caused Fulham all sorts of problems and they never recovered from it. Charlton had opportunities at the edge of the box maybe to take a shot but we took our time, picked our moment the ball back out to Prattley. What a cross and Fulham couldn't deal with it and Macaulay Bond, what a lovely flicked header. Leaving the keeper absolutely... To, the right, to Brian, inside to Dovkota Reid. It's a lovely ball to Knockout. It's an acre of space on the left-hand side into the penalty area. Knockout pulled back to Mitrovic off the bar. What a chance for Fulham comes back to Devco Reid with the strike and headed away by Nabi Saar. And as far as Kearney, can't get it out of his feet and has to go back to Reim. Out to the left it goes to Devco Reid. He'll look to take on Pierce. Chips the ball in. It's a chance to Kearney. What a save from Dylan Phillips. Mitrovic is in. Ryan, the six-yard box, gets it out of his feet and just chips it over Phillips. Uh, we thought we'd survived the danger. Superb save from Dylan Phillips in the first place. But you can't leave Mitrovic alone in the six-yard box. He'll ferry it every time. Chan just really struggled to regroup from the corner. It came to Ream out to the left to Doko Reed. It's a great ball in the box. Pierce was dragged out of position. Chip ball in. Kearney acres of space. Great save initially. And Mitrovic was just too strong for Solly. Got to the ball first. Just dinked over Phillips right in the six-yard box. And Phillips still lying on the ground. Pierce forced to go back to Dylan Phillips. who's just skied that forward. And that followed from the clearance. And Fulham, it's a t- bad touch from Ream. It's dropped to McCauley Bond. Inside of him is Gallagher. He's got... Lecco ahead of him, Lecco cuts back inside, takes a shot, takes, oh. takes a flick wide left from Bettinelli for a corner. Whether that deflection was going in or not is a debatable one, but Charlton nearly springing the counter-attack surprise on Fulham. Had to get out of the way of that. Fratley got the ball and it's out for a Fulham throw about uh, 10 yards further back. So only to take it over Reed. Goes beyond Pratley this time and he gets a little one-two and takes a shot. Oh, what a oh, save. save from Dylan Phillips. Away to his left-hand side, flicks it over the bar because that shot was going into the top left-hand corner. Oh, what a save that is from Phillips. There's no question about it. They've got a bit of contact on that. Devacota Reed, who's been troublesome since he's come on, gets onto his right foot, strikes, and that is it's a, a brilliant a save. A lot more central than I thought, to be honest. <laughs> You'd expect about five minutes to be added on here, maybe four. Because uh, Keith Stroud could be 28. Oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. With the header in front of uh, Mitrovic, it's another throw for Fulham. This time, 15 yards inside the Another Seven minutes. Where on earth do you get that from? Seven minutes. As Fulham attacked down to Charlton, left hand side. Can we able to cross over? Oh, what a save. save! Dylan Phillips with the save. On Deckard over Reed, and that was Banks-esque. Oh, the, sorry, the, the, the strike, the Caballero cross. Met Deckard over Reed at the uh, far side of the six-yard box and connected and it looked up for all the world that would be a goal until Dylan
Adam Phillips got his body in the way and away for this on the Charlton right. Ball swung in. Debbie Sars there heads it up in the air. Still no whistle. Reed challenges at the edge of the box and then headed away by Lockyer. Are we still playing? There's the final whistle. And Charlton. It's a two-all draw here. They took the lead twice against a very strong Fulham outfit. There we go, an absolute thriller at Craven Cottage. But Charlton, you know that they, they hang on to that to that at the end there, thanks to that save from Gordon Banks uh, slash Dylan Phillips. But um, I mean, it was it was a brilliant game, and I mean, I, I think we deserved a point there, Tom. Yeah, hundred percent, we did. Um, as you said at the start, one of the games I've enjoyed most this season. I think last two times I've been to Fulham was the the FA Cup, um, and then we had a Friday night game where we lost pretty heavily as well. So. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting too much. Um, and as you said, we, we took it to them. We played our football. We didn't just sit back and invite the pressure. Went toe-to-toe with them. As a result, they did create some chances and obviously scored two goals. But leaving there with a point and leaving those last three games with four points in the three games, I, I couldn't be happier, really. Yeah, so, where, I mean, where to start? I mean, we, we should start with the fact that we've been robbed, uh, Ben. Obviously, the, the, the second Mitrovic, or the second Fulham goal f- uh, through Mitrovic was actually offside. So, the, the, the cross came in. I mean, it's a brilliant save from Dylan Phillips when, when Tom Kearney met the header at, at point-blank range, although he will say he should have put it to, to, to one side. But Mitrovic, it was hard to tell already because him and Saar were sort of wrestling and Mitrovic was the wrong side of, of Naby Saar. So he's offside. So, I mean, that is a legitimate claim that we should be having three points here. Yeah, well, the last time I was on the show, Boyer was calling for VAR, wasn't he? Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sure his, uh, his calls there will be uh, much bigger now. But... Yeah, I, I watched the replay again and none of the players, none of the Charlton players actually mm. throw their arms up to call that offside. I just think that it happened so fast. You know, when, when, once Kearney's met that header, I mean, all you're thinking is, well, that's about to go in the, in the back of the net. So I, I, I can see how the Linos miss that because you're not expecting a rebound to happen here because it's a free header six yards out. He should be scoring. But the fact he's drifted offside, and you just wish he'd seen that because if we'd come away, you know, they were putting pressure on for sure. And we'd already seen they'd hit the bar twice before they scored that. But you just think if we'd managed to sort of just, just coast through 10, 15 minutes after we scored, then perhaps maybe desperation would have come into play as well for Fulham? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, as you said, we were we were coasting a little bit coming in after the, after the goal and... They're coming at us and we're kind of thinking, oh, no, is this going to be the onslaught? And Dylan makes a cracking save there. We're building confidence, thinking, Do you know what? They're not going to break us down. And then and then the goal, the goal comes and it's, it's well offside, really, when you look at it. I had loads of texts coming through on my phone and you stood there gutting. It was basically in what, Chelsea, wasn't it? I mean, it was, uh, it was outrageous. Um, and then, I mean, we, we knew there would, like I said earlier, Nath, we knew there was going to be this sort of onslaught once once Fulham got back into the game. Um, and that save from, from Dylan Phillips, from, from Bobby Reid, and, and Reid came on and, and made a big difference in that second period. And, I mean, if we'd fallen behind there in, in, in the seven minutes of added time, it would have been devastating. But, you know, Dylan's, Dylan's made some big saves for us this season and no more so than yesterday. Yeah, and like you said, we were going to... We were going to be expecting an onslaught when they matched us up. We didn't get as much space as we did in the first half, um, which was obvious. Um, but yeah, Dills has been fine. And you know, at the beginning of the season, it was his his jersey to lose. And as much as Amos is a good goalie, Dills has been. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a, he's not done anything to warrant him losing his side. And 
he's in the he's enjoying his football at the moment and if he keeps playing the way he is I'm sure there could be another Charlton goalie in the Premiership at some point if yeah. he keeps going the way he is if he keeps improving he is because if you look at him say what Sunderland first game of the season last year to now even he's kicking yeah we know he's not like a, like a Ben Hame or you know or Robbie Elliott who had the great kicking but if he keeps improving who knows what can happen with yeah. those and now I mean we, we, we have to talk about that first half Tom because that was such a pleasing display in that first 45 minutes. I mean, we went with the three at the back, which we suggested on Thursday show that might be something we end up going with. Um, but it, it worked absolutely perfectly. You know, it's a team for them who were joint top scorers at the start of the uh, of the weekend. Um, but they, I mean, the only real chance they had was perhaps that Johansson shot from the edge of the area that Dylan saved. And we were so, so dangerous on the counter-attack. That's the thing, yeah. That one chance was from the edge of the box. It wasn't like they, bless you, broke into the box a couple of times or, you know, created loads and loads of clear-cut opportunities. They were speculative efforts. And that was down to our defensive work. We've seen that week in, week out. We are able to sit, soak up pressure and, and, as you say, hit them on the counter and, I was surprised Leko started. Obviously, I didn't realise Chucks was injured, but given how much football he's played and just how tired he gets during games, I was surprised that we, we did it again, although obviously we've got the international break now to rest him. But yeah, him you talking about Leko didn't start yesterday. You're thinking, oh, you're thinking of Bond maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and he just worked those channels, held up the ball, just did everything that we needed him to do. Um, and, and it just worked so well. And, and Gallagher was just an absolute machine yeah. in the middle. Um, you could just pick out any of the players but it was all built on that solid defence we needed to have that right and we did and then when we got the ball as you say we just moved it through the third so quickly it looked like a threat time and time yeah. again I mean that goal that opening goal for us Gallagher's goal four, four minutes before half time I mean that was a quality counter attacking goal you know, it was a long ball from, from Dylan flicked on by Bond and how many times we talked about him winning his, his headers over the last couple of weeks uh, ended up with Gallagher played it over to the left hand side for Sikaski cross ball and then I mean so wide it's so clever from Solly but if you if you look at the run as well from Gallagher he sees that the players have, have made the run towards the edge of the six yard box so he peels away <laughs> towards nearer the penalty spot and obviously gives Solly the call but it's a brilliant cushion header and that's one hell of a finish from Gallagher as well I mean the whole goal was so pleasing but Gallagher's fourth goal in the season 19 years old like I say on his return to West London considering he's on loan from, from Chelsea I mean that must have been particularly pleasing for him yeah what a finish to hit it like that as the ball's bounced Amazing. I mean, the boy, he's 19 years old. First, like, lot of senior games for a club. Just such a good finish. And as Tom was saying, he was everywhere. He was a machine yesterday. But big praise to Paul Stokowski yesterday. It's his first, as I say, first senior, uh, second game of the season uh, for him yesterday. And what a ball. And Solly mm. took it so well. How many players would have just headed that straight a goal? And obviously, Solly being a right back, and we know he's probably would have headed straight at a keeper or something, but his awareness, and obviously Gallagher's awareness of watching the ball come down, that's got to be something Bowie is so pleased of. Yeah. Like, that goal was just brilliant teamwork play, and yeah, set us on, and we really deserved it off yeah. that first half performance. I mean, our, our counter-attack with Pace yesterday in that first half was, well, I mean, to a T of exactly how you want it to be. I mean, you'd argue perhaps there was a couple of times where with a better pass or, or more more awareness of what's around you. I'm thinking about maybe even Johnny Williams' chances there. We, we could have been two or three to the good because, I mean, Bayer said it. I mean, it was quite brazen to come out and say in the week that Fulham's midfield don't trap back. And they didn't, they didn't heed that warning because the amount of times that our midfielders had space to run into midway through the Fulham half, well, I mean, it was surprising. But, I mean, it was so entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, considering we had one day's less recovery than Fulham... Uh, 
Johansson and Arta couldn't deal with the energy of Williams and Gallagher. Um, and they were getting so much space. I think Arta come off at half-time, didn't he? Yeah. Um, which, and he's not a bad player, is he, Harry? But... Um, yeah, no, we were getting a lot of joy. We were getting a lot of space. We could drive with the ball like Williams did and obviously for the goal with Jake doing it, going on the overlap. So, yeah, I mean, we we obviously took it to them and they didn't really know what to do. They couldn't just they couldn't just switch to a three with the players head on at that time. So, um, yeah, we were obviously in the ascendancy at that period uh, when the half-time whistle went. But, yeah, definitely going in 1-0 up was fully deserved. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a flurry of goals after after sort of 10 minutes into the second period. Fulham level through Caviero. I mean, for me, it was him and him and Bobby Reid were the best the best two players for Fulham. Uh, I, I thought Knockart sort of flattered to deceive a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't, he saw a lot of the ball, Knockart. I don't think he created more, you know, enough than that, that Scott Park would have wanted to. But Caviero on the other side, he was giving us all sorts of problems. It was a 1-2. I mean, we're... Question, I mean, Saar has to go out to try and stop the first pass on the 1-2, which is why Caviero's ended up behind him. The only thing people say is, you know, trip him up. Don't let him have a shot from range because he's got a good a good left left peg on him. But, I mean, he's curled it into the top bin. I was right behind it from where I was sitting. You can see the way it's moved has, has deceived Dylan Phillips here. And, and, and you have to put your hands up. So that's actually a pretty good goal. Yeah, I think there were there were potentially ways of stopping it, but nothing legal. Um, it would have had to have been bringing him down and... Shotgun. As you said, yeah, we were just saying off air, you know, if you do that first couple of minutes, you don't bring him down because you don't want to get booked. But second half, you think maybe just take a card there and get players back into position. But once he got away, he still had a, a hell of a lot to do, as you say. And from where we were, I don't know if the other boys will say the same, but I was a bit surprised because it looked it was like quite middle middle of the goal. But then when you see the highlights back, like you said, it picked out right in the spot. Mm. Dylan could do nothing about it. And it was just frustrating because, as you say, that first half had been so good and I do feel still we're a little bit slow when we come out after half-time, uh, not just in this game, but just in general. And then you think, right, now they've got back in the game, this is only going one way. And uh, two minutes later, that proved not to be the case. Yeah, certainly. I mean, so we, we went and won a corner. Now, that, that goal we scored against Stoke with the, the sort of set-piece corner, I thought, you, you, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, that's a great goal. But we, I mean, that, that's yeah. been done now. Everyone's not going to see that again because people will be live to it. But that's what we tried. We tried it again. The ball went in towards the near post. It was flicked back. Johnny Williams got his shot away. It was blocked. Uh, we sort of recycled the ball into the box again. Williams this time can't get a shot away. And again, it goes out to, to Prattley. And, you know, a cultured right foot, for, like a little cross, floated into the edge of the six-yard box. And like I say, from where I was sitting, I am slightly worried that I have inadvertently started like a unconscious campaign against to take all of Macaulay Bond's goals away from him because when I saw that go in I was live on air and I said I think that's an own goal because from where at my angle it did look like Mitrovic headed it but Macaulay Bond did clearly you know seeing it back nip in and 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 flick it beyond the goalkeeper Bettinelli and I mean if if there were any question marks you know major question marks about Bond's goal against Leeds I mean he's 100% off the mark now and he deserves it for the work the work rate he's put in over the last couple of games. Yeah, as we were saying earlier, the the channel runs he was making as well. They were kind of Taylor-esque, like that's what Taylor's like been known for, giving the defence uh, loads of problems, just running in behind. And uh, yeah, brilliant play from him yesterday. And uh, full praise to Johnny Jackson again. He's he's a guy that comes up with these corner routines. We saw it against Stoke, and uh, look at that, that was a great goal. And do you know, I was so close for going in yesterday because they were switched off there. And Johnny was so close to putting us in the lead, but we didn't switch off. We we stayed alert, and then we had another chance crossing, come back, and still. And Bond beats Mitrovic in the air for that header. Who, who said might have scored the own goal, but uh, 
Yeah, great header. It was like mm. Teddy Sheridan with that header, I thought, <laughs> against Greece in the World Cup qualifiers. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of little back of the head over yeah. the keeper. And it was, it's, a, it's a lovely goal and it puts us into the lead and you're thinking, right, again, if we can if we can hold on for for a little while. But it was only five minutes later. And like I say, I mean, it was, uh, he'd already hit the bar, Mitrovic, didn't he, with a, with a long range effort. And I think that, that attempted cross had come off the crossbar as well. So Fulham yeah, were piling on the pressure, as you'd expect, with the quality of players they've got going forward. And it's just, it's just that niggling thing about it's offside. Mm. And if you think if they disallow that one, then you never know, we could have held on. But I mean, Dylan must feel so hard done by as well to have made that save from, from Tom Kearney. And then see Mitrovic muscle in there and, and, and make sure the ball was his to poke it back into the, into the goal. Yeah, I think obviously he got man of the match yesterday. Um, but I think, yeah, he, he probably would be disappointed, I'd imagine. Especially when you pull off all those sort of saves. and it's, I know you say a point away at Fulham, it's, it's not bad. But it, considering, you know, yeah, it was offside in the first half. Um, it would have been amazing if we did keep all three. But it's, in, it's, it's annoying because it was obviously blatantly offside. But, I mean, will VAR ever come down to the championship? I don't know. But if it we was, the, then the, we'd obviously be with the, the, the first points. game after it does. We'll have five goals ruled out for <laughs> yeah. outside. I, I was all for I was all for seeing VAR, VAR disbanded and putting a bin after that West Ham Palace game last night as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so like I say, I mean, we talk about the goals and the performances. I mean, going through at the back in the first half, and we, like I so say, we know Fulham come out. And they have got these threats going forward, but it completely nullified them. And it was uh, it was a decision that Bowie has taken a couple of times this season, and it's clearly one that pays off. And that's one that, again, we talk about it quite often. Bowie, Bowie is very tactically astute, which is something that you don't always expect from a, a manager who's still very much in the in the early part of his managerial career. Yeah, um, yeah, he sets up a team like he's got years and years and years of experience, and it's very easy for us because I think on Thursday we sort of said, well. You know, three at the back kind of makes sense against Fulham, but it's easy for us to say it. Uh, you know, we've got no managerial experience, but for the manager to actually take that decision and put that team out there and see what happens, it you know it takes some balls to do it. And as you say, for for someone who's so young into his managerial <coughs> career to have so much flexibility to not tie himself down to a certain style, you know, if other clubs are looking at Lee Bowyer, they say, well, what sort of manager are you going to get? You don't necessarily know what formation or anything like that you're going to get, but you know the attitude that you're going to get and the performances he's going to get out of players. And that versatility is so important because we're majority of the teams we're going to come up against on paper are better than us this year, as opposed to last year where we can pick a diamond and impose that on other teams. We're going to have to adapt because there are play people like Mitrovic and Nokar in this league. So to be able to do that, and, and as we said the other week, for the players to be able to take it on board as well and for them all to be able to coach it out, it's, it's really, really impressive. And... As I say, the thing you know you're going to get from a Boya team is they're just not going to give up. And I mean, you just saw that in spades yesterday. One thing I sort of only only really noticed this morning was that you remember about two, three weeks ago when we were worrying that we'd gone two games without a goal because Lyle Taylor's not playing. And Bay was like, well, we still created chances at Wigan. We still had a, a few chances at home against Birmingham as well. I mean, yesterday we had so many chances in that first half. Gallagher saw, saw that shot that was deflected while we had that one with Williams that was effectively a four and one where perhaps he might have... He might have passed it, but he's, he's still got his shot away and ne- nearly grabbed a goal. I mean, Lecco had the one in the second half. I mean, even Forster Kasky had his own cross that nearly went in in the first half, which you can't really say he's created a chance. But, but there were openings for us, and that, that sort of put away now that, that fear that we were going to struggle to score goals without Lyle Taylor, because we've, we've done it now. Was that four goals in the last three games? Yeah, definitely. I think if you, if you look, last time I come on the show, it was when 
I think Hemed was looking a bit rusty and we were thinking, oh, blimey, what are we going to do without Taylor? And uh, I think that 100% Charlton guy had a vote and people said, let's chuck in Bon. We've now had him playing for the last few games and he's really proven his worth. I mean, that was a great finish yesterday. As you said, Forster Kasky, uh, I think, had a good job in creating chances yesterday. And uh, Gallagher proved what he did at the start of the season by finishing so well. Um, yeah, Cullen got forward a little bit as well. Lecco took his chance well last week. Could have got a goal yesterday. Was a bit unlucky actually. Good, good shot he had as well. So yeah, it gives us gives us a bit of confidence. Especially we'll, we'll probably be without La for another couple of weeks after the international break. It looks like still in that knee brace and that. So it gives us confidence to know that look, there are other people there making chances, making the keeper make saves and that and uh, we definitely look dangerous yesterday yeah. going forward and there certainly has to be something to be said about the fact that we I mean we dealt with a Fulham side who were really really pushing for a winner for that last 20 minutes plus what turned out to be about 9 minutes of added time as well mm. you know how many former Charlton sides would have crumbled under that pressure Dave? yeah a lot, a lot of um, a lot of teams would have crumbled um, I mean Millwall lost 4-0 didn't it? yeah exactly and to, like Tom said um, and obviously Benji's touching it that, that Bowie's Get, got his tactics spot on yesterday because we was all scratching our heads going, oh, what formation is he going to play? And he obviously, he played Bon and Williams as a, like a withdrawn forward who's stuck on the centre, uh, on the fullback, Sessegnon and Brian. So they were forced to go through Mawson and Ream, which they weren't really going to do much unless they would run with the ball and maybe pass it into the middle. So we was actually quite, we was actually coping quite well. But like you say, they were always going to throw the kitchen sink at us and, there were some moments, especially that free kick at the end, where you're thinking if that goes in, it'll be a travesty. Yeah. But we, we, like I said, I tweeted last night, Pierce and Lockyer for me were absolutely unreal. Yeah. They're just warriors, aren't they? I thought, I thought Sar won a fair bit in the yeah. air as well, in fairness, yeah, when the balls were coming into our penalty area. But yeah, that was, that was one of the most pleasing things, was the fact that we dealt defensively with, with, yeah. with crosses that came in. It was very rare that they actually got you know, proper connections on goal, and unfortunately one of them... You know, we saw we saw Dills made the save last minute from Bobby Reed, and then the other one he made a save, but it just fell to, to Mitrovic in an offside position, and, and he's allowed uh, the goal to happen. Now, of course, we have to mention Tom about the atmosphere yesterday. You know, I mean, we've taken more fans to Fulham before, but um, with the reduced capacity at the moment, we could only have nineteen hundred. But I mean, uh, I, I tweeted out the the attendance was something like eighteen thousand with nineteen hundred Charlton fans, and someone responded to me saying it sounded like it was you know, the the majority of the fans were Charlton because I heard one song from Fulham and I was sat in their end and, I mean, the Charlton fans were just non-stop. I mean, it helps that uh, um, most of them were rather lagered up on the on the boats and, and, and by the sounds of it and uh, in in the various pubs and bars in, in Putney High Street. That's, I love going to Fulham. I think it's a great place for, for an away game, but, I mean, the Charlton support, I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant over the last couple of years now and, and it was no 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 different yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, never seen anything like it, but the truth is I have, and, and plenty of times, um, and a lot of them this season. But yeah, going back to that, that FA Cup game at Fulham, when we had, what's like 7,000 of us, I didn't ever think the atmosphere would be as as good as that, and it pushed it yesterday, for sure, considering there was only less than a third of the, the numbers in there. Uh, obviously, we're in the middle of it, so you don't know how it comes across, but having seen videos back and footage and the comments from, from other people, it, it just sounds amazing, and... It's got to make a difference, you know. We've spoken to a couple of players in here after games, and I've been on comms, and you know they genuinely say, "Yeah, we we do hear it, even here at the Valley as well, um, when this place is rocking." So it's just a it's a great time to be a Charlton fan. And you think back, what four or five years ago, when 
Riga came in for the first time and then we had the, the falling out of the championship and that two or three years where we were probably as low as we've been for a very, very long time. And for all the fans that part with that and, and all the fans that, that chose to go away through that and have now come back, this is, this is our reward. To, to go to places like Fulham, to go to places like Leeds, which we'll do next year, Cardiff away, the, these big cities, have a great time, have a few beers and, and just make a lot of noise. And yeah, as I say, the, the players respond to it. We respond to them because they're giving their all and it's it's just a really fun time to be a Charlton fan. Right, almost time to hear from the addict boss, Lee Bowyer. But don't forget, you can still have your say on this evening's show. Quite a few of you have tweeted or emailed in uh, or put messages on the forum as well that we're going to come to after hearing from Bose. Uh, so if you want to have your say, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show. Don't forget, this is our last show before the international break. So if you've got anything you want to get off your chest, make sure you do it this evening. Right, I'll call up with Lee Bowyer after yesterday's game. The Addicts boss says he was pleased to come away from Craven Cottage with the result that his side deserved. Yeah, um, well-earned point. I think that was uh, at least what we deserved. Um, I think we started the game well. Uh, we pressed them high, something that they're, they're probably not, well, they're, they're, they're not used to. Um, I think we surprised them a bit. We we defended well. We got got our shape right. We pressed at the right times. We sat, we set traps and won the ball back in good areas and, and we moved the ball well in the first half and we created them a lot of problems. If anything, if, if we'd have took, took care of a bit more in, in, in and around the final third or with our first pass, we, we could have hurt them a bit more, I think, in the first half. But, um, yeah, overall, I'd probably say a point was, was, was fair. Um, but their, their second goal's offside. And, and, and that's what hurts, you know. Like the players have given me everything again. Like they're they're absolute, they're an absolute pleasure to work with, um, and, and they've been robbed today of, of, of three points from from a, a decision that, that wasn't a difficult decision. That must be the frustration this afternoon because you you come here win two one playing the way you did and you, you go away saying that's the perfect away performance. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the perfect away performance. Um, they, they're a good side. They're a top side. So this week we've played Leeds, we've played Swansea, and we've played Fulham. Like Leeds and, and Fulham, they'll probably be in the in the top three, like for sure. Um, for me, Leeds is the best side, but Fulham's got the best squad, and, and they're going to be up there at the end of the season. You, you can see why they've they've started to get some good results. Scott has got them playing well, and, and and they've got some very very good players that can hurt you. So. But my lads, they just keep going and going and going, and, and I love them for it. See the way Charlton were set up to hit for them on the counter-attack in that, in that first half in particular, and at the back of your mind, were you going in at half-time at 1-0 thinking it could have been 2 or 3? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if we'd have taken care a bit more in, in that final third, then I think that uh, I, I think that we could have been 2 or 3 up. You know, like with Johnny's shot, like the keeper makes a save, you done everything right, Johnny. Shot across the keeper, and the keeper makes a save, and we've got three people going in for the rebound, and somehow it goes in between the three of them. And you're thinking, how's that just happened? But it did, and so yeah, I, I thought we was well worthy of the one-nil lead at half-time, and then obviously they changed their shape, which they never do. So it, it, again, this the, the lads that that, that was great. We have to have a, a word for Dylan Phillips as well. It's been so enjoyable watching his uh, performances since he made that spot his own in January. And I mean, that save at, at the last minute to preserve that point, it just sort of 
you know, brings it home how well he's been doing this season. Yeah, uh, some great saves today from Dylan. Um, and I say it again, that's what he's paid to do. He's paid to make saves. Like strikers are paid to score goals. And but I'm, I'm really pleased with him, you know, because he, he does work hard. Marsh works really hard with him. And and the good thing that I see is that, that it hurts him when he concedes. So uh, that's whether it's in training or on match day. So, um, yeah, he, he's improving. Um, but, yeah, today I thought he was outstanding. See McCauley Bond coming in with, with Taylor out injured over the last few weeks and now got his second goal and maybe question marks over the first one, but certainly his goal, this one, and that's going to do his confidence a world of good as well. Um, yeah, and I thought he deserved it. Like, just, listen, McCauley... Playing at Orient last season, um, and now he's starting up top on his own, which we never play one up top. But I had to change it because we've got so many injuries. Look, we just don't have people to replace them. I always play two up top, but I knew they both wouldn't last. So then I have no one to replace them with. So I had to play the one up top, and but McCauley, he was excellent. I thought his work rate was unreal, and, and when you work hard, you get rewarded. And today. He got his just desserts, you know, he's, he thought he'd done really, really well today. Obviously, you mentioned the injuries. Uh, I think the international break possibly coming. Is that the right time now? Yeah, we need it. We need it. We need time to, to people to heal. Like, it's seven injuries we've got now, so uh, we've got no left back. It's, so, yeah, we've got three forwards out. It's, it's tough. We, we need this break and we'll enjoy it now. Like, been better if we'd have had the three points, but but to come here at Fulham, not many people were, are going to be leaving with anything from here. So um, yeah, we'll chill a break. And obviously, it was a familiar face in the the dugout opposite one of the one of the best midfielders ever saw at Charlton Scott Park along yourself, of course. Um, uh, would, would, did, would you enjoy going up against your friend today? Yeah, Scott, it's, it's great to see Scott. I ain't seen him for a while, uh, a few years now. Obviously, we we had some battles as players, and and we. Obviously, play together as well. We, we formed a good partnership, especially at, at Newcastle. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to see Scotty, and, and and I'm glad that he's doing well, and, and hopefully uh, he carries on to, to do that. Lee, hiya, Joe Shedder from Talk Sport. Um, in terms of the results you've had recently, you talked about injuries as well. You've beaten Leeds, a draw here. Does that show you can compete with the best in the league? It just shows that I've, I've got a, a group of lads that, that will do absolutely anything that I ask them to do and they, do, they will run themselves into the ground and they will leave everything out there. Um, and, and for as long as they do that, then, then I think we'll be okay. Our main aim is to stay in the league. Nothing changes. Once we've reached end points, then we reevaluate and see where we are and see what's po what, what, what the possibilities are. But... All I can say is I have a great bunch of lads and um, I've got a great bunch of fans that turn up and sing their hearts out every week and that and the way we play football is a good combination. Just finally, was it that spirit in the second half that impressed you the most today? No, because I see it every day. I see it every day. They're the same in training. They dive in front of the ball. They train the way they play. Um, so, no, I've seen that time and time again from, from that group and... Uh, and they will keep doing it. That, that's the way they are. That's the, our recruitment's been excellent. We, we've um, picked a lot of them people, and, and, and they're, they're at this football club for a reason because they are that type of person, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, all I can do is I can't praise the players enough. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, it's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. After finishing third in their first season since promotion, Charlton Athletic Women take on Aston Villa at the Valley on Saturday, October the 12th. The game is heating up to be a popular one in the FA Women's Championship and tickets are on sale now for the match by visiting booking.cafc.co.uk. Get down to the Valley and show your support for Charlton Athletic Women. Charlton Athletic Women versus Aston Villa at the Valley, Saturday, October the 12th, kick-off 3pm. So welcome back, it's Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Don't forget, the international break is coming up, but Charlton women are playing here at the Valley next Saturday uh, against Aston Villa. Just heard there from Finchie. Haven't heard his voice on the uh, on the pod for a few years, but yeah, get along uh, if you can. Cheer the girls on as they take on Aston Villa. Beat them 2-0 at home last season. Hopefully we'll have the same result uh, this year. Lee Bayer in imperious form, as he always is, Tom. Um, he keeps his, his feet grounded, doesn't he, when, uh, when we go away and, and, and play very well and... Uh, just, he, he, he's sort of talking about how he's getting bored of just repeating how proud he is of the lads. Yeah, well, there's not much more he can say, really, because yeah. they're just delivering for him week in, week out. Um, and we obviously all saw the video doing the rounds in the, in the uh, dressing room after Wembley when he said about how proud he was of them and how much they deserved it. And they've just carried on in that same vein, performance after performance. I think Wigan aside, uh, I wasn't there, but obviously what he said after about the fact that that was the one time since he's been manager where... They haven't given everything for him. And apart from that, they do week in, week out. And obviously, as fans, that's the minimum you'd hope to expect. But when this lot put 100% in, not only is it is it them doing that, you're also just getting amazing performances out of all of them as, as well. So, yeah, he, he deserves a lot of credit. There's not much more he can say. He's We've said it plenty of times, working absolute miracles. And doesn't get too high when we win, doesn't get too down when we low. Just very level-headed, very calm, which... For anyone who hasn't seen his managerial career, it's probably a bit of a surprise for them. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's just going about his business and, and picking up great results. Yeah, I noticed the Sky commentator said that when, when we scored a second goal yesterday. But yeah, he gave a little fist pump. But other than that, he just sort of strolled around his technical area. And the commentator even pointed out saying, well, he's a bit of a fiery character when he's a player. But now he's, he's just 
getting on with the job. Um, obviously, we haven't really even mentioned on, on the show yet, Ben, that uh, in the opposite dugout yesterday was Scott Parker. I found myself accidentally saying to Bayer's face that Scott Parker was the best midfielder I've ever seen at Charlton before remembering who I was speaking to and saying along with you, of course. Um, but, I mean, obviously, history there. Um, we can talk about him briefly because Terry's not on the show this evening, so we're going to have to get the, beep, the beeper out. But... Um, <laughs> Got a bit of stick, as you'd expect, as is football banter. Uh, personally, I mean, I was devastated, devastated when he left. But I do put my hands up and say I'm over it now. And I do remember him as a great, great player for us. But um, interesting to see him in, in the op- in the opposition dugout yesterday. Another manager sort of cutting his teeth at the moment. Yeah, well, I'd Did agree. you boo him? Did you cheer him? Did you throw stuff? I didn't, I didn't do too much because I think when they're playing, you can kind of feel like you can... Have a go at him and it might affect him, but it never did for Parker. I remember when he put one in top corner down here for yeah, Newcastle. He scored against us at Craven Cottage for Fulham yeah, as well, didn't he? Yeah, so he just kind of, we've we've been there, done that with him, um, letting him know he's a greedy so-and-so. We've we've done that a few times to him, but um, yeah, I think the only thing with him, though, I, I, I don't think he's ever come back and gone, do you know what, I, I did make the wrong decision at the time. I'm sorry, maybe he doesn't think he did? Uh I mean, With hindsight, you could you could argue. I mean, he still went on to have a, a decent Premier League career, or you could argue he, 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 that that couple of years at Chelsea maybe stagnated his his, his run a little bit. Nave, do you reckon? If because I mean, when he when he was with us, I was thinking there's a future England captain there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all hindsight, isn't it? If he um, if he come back, with great. But like you say, he was at Chelsea and Newcastle, and he didn't um, you know he didn't have a bad career. But it's it's odd because I'm like you. Obviously, I was. Grew up with him playing in the team that Southampton away springs to mind, um, and yeah, he was one of one of my favourite players. And at the time, I was upset, like everyone was. And but like you, I'm over it now. But I'm more in the sort of camp that it's a young English manager who's trying to play football the right way, and and he is doing that. With, yeah, I know he has got a great squad there, but he can only work with what he's been given. Mm. So, but yeah, no, I'm really happy for him. Apart from when they play Charlton and. But like you, yeah, I like Fulham as a club as well, and I hope they do all right. If we f- and then we finish above them because we're going to win the league. But you know, um, yeah, I'm I'm over it now. I ain't yeah. that bothered. It's funny, it's, it's, I say I like Fulham as a club. Like I like going there because a we've always got the louder fans. B like I like say it's just in a nice place. Yeah. I mean, I can't actually name other than Rich Cawley now. I don't think I can name any Fulham fans. Like, you should ask Bo because didn't Bo say that they're full of nice oh, people? Oh yeah, so, it, was actually, it was it was that like the. the <laughs> On the door, they all, they all made an effort to learn my name, which is very unusual. Like they all, every time someone say, "Is everything all right, Lewis?" How do you know my name? But uh, yeah, they're very kind. But yeah, no. Anyway, um, the kindness—they're they're not Millwall. Let's put it that way. That you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't talk, you don't fear going there uh, as you might do going to the den. Uh, right, let's have a look at some of the correspondence that's came in uh, over the uh, course of the last few hours. David Nichols uh, was saying he's loving the Charlton loving on on Sky Sports yesterday. You yeah. see Powley, uh, Scott Minto, Bowyer, and Lyle Taylor at one point. Test that's not bad. But anyway, Richard Holmes says, regardless of the result, it was wonderful watching Charlton playing and competing in a compelling game of football so high on quality and entertainment. Thank you to Lee Bowyer. Uh, David again says a great game and really enjoyed it. Bow got the tactics right in the first half. Nabby should have 
taken out Caviero to stop their first goal, as Bo said he should have done. Uh, they got more joy on both flanks second half, but Pierce and Lockyer in particular were immense, whilst Dylan was superb. Squad is showing its worth. Yeah, and we're going to hear from Dylan Phillips later on uh, on this evening's show. Tom Bramley says, once again, our players put absolutely everything into the game yesterday. To still be near the playoffs at this point without Lyre was unbelievable. For me, Macca again showed that he deserves to be starting. You can see how much it means to him uh, every time he scores. Yeah, well, once, actually, Tom. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, stepping up like Macca has done, Tom. I mean, that I mean that does take some cojones, doesn't it? To, I mean, every, every time we talk about Macca after the game, Bayer has to remind us that he was playing in the National League for Leighton Orient last season. Yeah, and I've um, got family who are go to Leighton Orient quite a lot because I know someone who plays for him and, and told me about him when we signed him and said, you know, at that level, look, look to class above and the goals themselves said that. But it was a step up of what, three, four divisions um, to the championship and he admitted himself, you know, I'm not ready. And when he came out and said that, I was a bit concerned because I wondered whether maybe it was a, a confidence issue. Maybe he just didn't believe in himself enough. But Boya threw him in the other week and sounds like his his pep talk to him was look just go out and enjoy it this is what you've trained for and and he did and some will say got a goal some won't um and then again to go up against the Fulham side it's, it's Leeds and Fulham where he's just looked very comfortable um and no he's not Lyle Taylor but but nobody else in this side probably is but he he does all of the the basic stuff very very well like we said earlier he, he holds the ball up well he makes the right sort of intelligent runs um, and I guess those runs don't change whatever level you play at. And it's just about when that ball falls to, to you. Maybe you've only got slightly less time to, to get a shot away. But that'll come once, you know, the more games he plays. And I'm excited once Lyle's back to see if those two work together um, or whether they're too similar. Because then it'll be about how we manage him when he's not playing week in, week out. But at the moment, he just seems to be on the top of a very very decent wave of uh, form. Mm, yeah, right. Dan Trafin says, every one of them battled and played for the shirt. It was an excellent performance against a very good uh, Fulham team. And like I said earlier, I think the, the fact that Fulham were so good was, was one of the most pleasing bits about it for me because we went to a good side. You know, we've beaten good sides last week in Leeds. I know Leeds are in a little bit of a sticky situation now. Obviously, they got a bad result yesterday at Millwall as well, but we still we still went and beat them. And, 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 you know, if you look at that week, that week we've just had, Swansea in the middle, obviously a defeat there, but we still were in that game. I don't think we created quite enough openings in that game, but we weren't getting overrun or outplayed. And that's three incredibly difficult teams. I mean, um, one of the things about playing a game of football where you haven't got most possession is it takes a lot out of you. And we would have had that three times this week. I feel like 70% possession according to BBC website yesterday and to, to keep having the energy I mean like I say to both I mean that break has come exactly the right time hasn't it yeah I think well full credit to Bo he's managed to manage the side really well you've got players like Solly Prattley Pierce Williams who can't manage the three games in seven days like that especially an early kickoff as well with a late night Wednesday I mean Yes, it is a killer, but the way he's changed the formation in all three games, and we've been competitive in all three games. Like, we only just lost to Swansea. We had our chances against them. And Fulham, like, as we said, the first half, we were brilliant. Like, and the energy levels of that first half was was great. And someone like Johnny Williams, I watched him when he came off, he was gutted that he was coming off. And that was just mm. Bowyer managing fitness levels and changing around the formation. But, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, brilliant Steve, from us. Stephen 
Kylie. I wonder if he's related. Uh, says, absolutely sensational performance. Uh, all the lads work so hard. Lyle Taylor is so important for our system with his threat and build-up play, allowing the midfield players to get forward. So it's amazing to be able to go to a top side like Fulham without him and get a point. Um... Uh, Martin says, first half, we were brilliant so much so that Judas had to change his formation, but we still troubled them second half and rode our luck a little bit. Man of the match for me is Josh Cullen. I know Dylan made saves, but Josh was sensational for me, breaking up a lot of mid uh, Fulham play, and he largely nullified uh, Kearney. That's a good point, actually, because I, I, I remember thinking when Kearney had that header that led to the goal, that, that was pretty much one of the first things we actually saw from Tom Kearney yesterday. And, you know, Cullen does the quiet things. Does he? He, does, he, he goes about his business. He isn't always spectacular in terms of, you know, he doesn't have a pop from 35 yards with the ball but he just keeps us ticking and he breaks up play so well him and him and Gallagher with that energy in the midfield yesterday Nate, it, it can make such a it, they can be such a hindrance to the other team yeah and uh, like you say Colin just keeps it simple you know he's not one who's going to do flashy sort of you know flicks and tricks and everything else he just keeps it simple puts himself about does the ugly side of the game as well as obviously trying to get forward and good at set pieces um, and yeah yeah he, yeah He's always a seven out of ten, and I prefer, I prefer Josh playing that little bit further forward instead of that base. Where if we do play a diamond, I, I think he's he's more of a better box to box player than a deep line player. But mm. um, yeah, no, he's a very very good player, and lucky to have him again this year. But like you say, with him and Gallagher, so much energy in there. Um, which a lot of teams yeah. will struggle. You still worry about what's going to happen in yeah. January with Cullen because exactly. I mean I mean I was speaking to that uh, the Talksport Moose fella. He was here the other night, <laughs> and he he's convinced that West Ham. Have, have got a space in their team for, for Josh Cullen so he can be recorded in January even then I mean if they're not going to offer him a new contract which I mean they'd be crazy not to but they might even record him to sell him because someone will surely pay £2 million minimum for that player to have in, in the champi- in your championship team so it'd be interesting to see what happens in January hopefully, hopefully we can somehow persuade him to, to stay with us right Will Bolland says I'm so impressed with Forster Kasky in that first half Fulham had to change their plan to contain him uh, Dylan Phillips was amazing as always and was so unlucky with that second goal Connor Gallagher is another level and is a great assist from Solly to keep the faith and belief in Bowie. Yeah, we haven't really given too much credence to uh, Jake Forster-Casti's performance yesterday, Tom. Uh, I mean, dug out that cross for the first half and, and playing in that left wing-back position, which we saw very briefly against Swansea, um, you know, to playing out of position effectively and, and putting in a really solid performance. Yeah, and for your first 90 minutes in, in a very long time when you've had to come back from a horrific injury um, because before that injury he was one of my favourite players in the squad Bowyer or I think Jacko had just started to work on him getting into the edge of the box getting goals he just looked like a complete midfielder and then that injury really knocked him and early part of this season when he came on and had a, I think he played at Blackburn didn't he and come on a couple of times and I was thinking I don't think he's got it in him this year and then we made all those signings in midfield and I thought Forster Kasky's way down the pecking order now and got his chance and it was absolutely unbelievable. I couldn't be happier for him. Like I say, one of my favourite players in the squad. Um, and he just, yeah, looked so so assured. And we were a bit worried when we was on the boat and the team came out. It was going to be Naby at left wing back. And I thought Forster Kasky was absolutely brilliant there. And as Boya said in that post-match, you know, that was a pass to Solly. That wasn't just a hopeful cross. He saw Solly at the back post and picked him out perfectly. And yeah, I just really hope that he can kick on now. And He's got another couple of weeks to try and get fit. Maybe we can get a, a game behind closed doors, some sort of uh, under-23s game or something. But if he can keep up his fitness um, and he can get up to speed with the championship, he's a very useful asset for us. Adam Biggs has uh, messaged us on Facebook, says, uh, I want to go and tell Lee Bowyer that we have to go and make the playoffs again. We can make it to Wembley. I'm loving Adam's... Uh, 
uh, Adam's uh, excitement there. You, know, you never know. We're still only what, a couple of points off those playoff places. Uh, only four points off top, so we might not even have to go to Wembley. Uh, right, Connor Thompson, the lads put another great shift in. Uh, the centre-back pairing is unreal. Gallagher works his socks off every game. Dylan Phillips making some amazing saves. Whole team showing what we are really about, not giving up throughout the whole of the 97 minutes against one of the better teams. Lee Fender says, I'm, I am I wasn't a fan of Forster Kasky, but I've been put in my place. That boy is a workhorse. Uh, Brad gets involved. Uh, we're mixing it with the big boys without Lyle. Well worthy of our point. Special mentions for Dylan, uh, the skipper, the boy wonder, Connor Gallagher, and Jake Forster Kasky, who I thought was brilliant coming into the side out of position. Too many fans have short-term memories and have doubted Jake, but for me, he's still a top quality championship player. He just needs games after a long injury layoff. On a separate note, I'm looking forward to getting the main man back up top alongside Macca. Taylor and Bon is a deadly strike force, uh, strike force pending. It should certainly be. Yes, it's easy to forget as well that Jake is actually one of the few players who does have championship experience in our team. Uh, with, with Brighton so it, it goes to show what that what that can do for you right Spencer says a brilliant performance uh, from back to front a Charlton team of years gone by would have folded under the pressure in that second half we battled and got what we deserved unreal atmosphere in the away end again right Bob Liscom says my favourite site ever Riverside Walkers were asking what was going on proudly told them it was Charlton on the way to Fulham so he's attached the video of the Charlton fans <laughs> on the boat so we have two two sailors in here uh, Tom and Nath, um, uh, how was it, Tom? It, it was, was it enjoyable, enjoyable event on the boat? I've, I've done it to film them a few years ago. Actually, I remember it being a good one. It was great. Yeah, the the music was a bit not your bit strange. Taste. No, <laughs> not a lot of people's taste actually. But um, on the whole, yeah, went went down really well. Quite with Jim, didn't we? After and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it thought it went, uh, ran really well. So. Sambuca's that went down well at half past nine. They struggled. Yeah. And, the, and, and playing the Jaeger. Jaeger. Yeah, no, that was tough. But no, it was good. Right, it was a decent, yeah. decent little crack. I see Millie was on there doing her vlogging as well. Yeah, yeah, but it was a good, um, good, good crowd. I thought. Yeah, got the day off to a good start, and like, yeah. I'll, I'll try and retweet that video from Bob of uh, of the <laughs> of yeah, the posts going past each other. Uh, Lyle Taylor even tweeted to it saying saying that was absolutely brilliant as well. Right, uh, Spencer, yeah, Spencer saw the boat. Great sight as I crossed over Putney Bridge uh, as well. Uh, Greg gets involved. Right, not as strong as on paper as Fulham, but each and every player gives 110% every time they step foot out there, which means Bayer gets the best out of his players. Pierce was man of the match for his tussle with a top-class striker in Mitrovic. I fear no team in this league. Come on, you Reds. Craig Bond says, three games this week, the last two we will play worse this season and pick up all three points. Footballing performances like that and the blood and guts against Leeds, we cannot love. Uh, what can we not love about this squad that Boya has moulded? Aidan says, on the back of beating Leeds last weekend and narrowly losing to Swansea midweek, I'd say that's more than worthy of applause, our little club. Uh, in this new league right Sebo's involved I feel the spirit we have on the pitch and the non-stop singing fans we have on the terraces is earning us the extra points and will continue earning us the extra points uh, we need to be in a position where we will never look too nervously over our shoulders yeah I mean if you if you if you look at the, the championship table now I mean we're 10 points above the relegation zone already I mean that's one hell of a buffer Ben to, to have at this stage of the season it means you can go on a little run like we even saw the, the defeats against against uh, Wigan and, and Birmingham, not in that order. Um, that that you can still have, it just gives yourselves a little bit of wiggle room to to have a run and not all of a sudden be sucked into that relegation battle. Yeah, I think we're always going to be cautiously looking over our shoulder because of we look we come up via the playoffs, so theoretically we should be the worst team in the league. But 
real, realistically, look at look at the last few performances. We're bossing it with the big boys up there, and uh, we're showing our worth. We're eleven games into the season now, and uh, we're uh, why why can't we dream for more? Um, and, and not think about that. So knowing we have got that safety gap there means we can push on in games. And uh, yeah, Bo, Bo every, every every game now, I think even his subs just prove we, we're going for it every game. We're still going for it. I think last five minutes yesterday was probably the only time I've seen him make a few defensive substitutions just to deal with that attacking threat that was coming down the side. He brought on Adam Matthews towards the end. But other than that, we're going for it every game. We're showing we're we're there fighting to try and win every game. And yeah, we've we've got that gap between us, which is great. And we've got those early points on the board. But um, yeah, we've shown we're a match for all the teams in the league now. So right, Tony says uh, Bayer is a tactical genius. He knows the strengths and weaknesses of every team we come up against and changes formation, players, and tactics accordingly. Great to see him trusting in all of his squad players too. It was a superb performance yesterday. Right, Sebo, next game against Derby will already be consecutive competitive Charlton game number 1,050 for me. It's gone real quick since my 1,000th consecutive uh, competitive game. The 50 games leading up to game consecutive uh, competitive game 1,000. Absolutely dragged. Well, well done, Seb. That was, that was, that was not easy to read out, actually. There's a lot of consecutives. There's a lot of consecutive consecutives in there. But, yeah, that's a great record. And, you know, that's one of the uh, the most pleasing things when you travel somewhere up north is that you always know you're going to see a familiar face uh, in the form of Seb Lewis, normally doing the worm somewhere. Right, uh, Richard Justin says it was a superb day. I feel we are on the verge of being a great side. Right, there's still time to have your say uh, on this evening's show. We've still got to come to your emails as well. Uh, but now it's time to hear from the Addicts goalkeeper, Dylan Phillips, his say. Uh, kept us in it at the very end there made sure we preserved our point and Phillips was pleased with the display uh, from him and his teammates in a very entertaining game yeah it was a, obviously a good game for the neutral to watch um, I think we really stamped our mark on them in the first half and that's probably one of the most difficult 45s they've had at home um, but that's what we set out to do uh, I didn't really have anything to do in the first half and a little couple of bits at the end there in the, in the second half but the boys have been great in front of me for the last 11 games all year really haven't had much to do in any of the games so it's uh, nice to be able to uh, help them out Talk us through that save from the Bobby Reed header right at the very end um, Do you know what once once that cross goes to the back post and you know you can't get there it's just about moving your feet quickly and, and getting across your goal and making yourself big and, he, and he's uh, he's obviously given me half a chance with it and I've, I've kept it out so yeah no, I'm over the moon so you look at coming to a place like Fulham and getting a point. I mean, it could have been all three. Perhaps it should have been all three. Um, I don't know if you've seen Mitro's goal back yet, but it sounds like there's a bit of a hint of offside there. Yeah, I heard, the it, I heard it might be offside. I mean, you're going to get that. You're going to get some, and you're going to lose some uh, with, the, with the officials. So it is what it is. We can't change that now. It's a good point for us, and like you said, it could have been more. It must be one of those things you dread as a goalkeeper. You've just made that amazing save from, from Kearney, and then you've got absolutely no... So yeah. power everywhere it's going to drop. Yeah, you just want it to fall to one of our boys, really, and, and obviously it didn't. So it is what it is. Um, I got my chance to, to make a decent save at the end, and and one from a couple from Reed. So yeah, now I'm over the moon. So we talk about the Charlton sort of set up slightly differently today with the three centre halves to try and negate, which is obviously a very good Fulham team going forward. Yeah. And it certainly worked, didn't it? Yeah, it definitely worked. I think they might have made a couple of changes in the second half just to try and counteract what we were doing, and it took us ten minutes to get used to that. But I thought we was excellent all over the park. Yeah, and um, sort of overall, the season as a whole, you know, we're going into another international break now. 
I don't think many Charlton fans will be too unhappy with the way the, the campaign started. No, not at all. I mean, I think we would have took 18 points after 11 games at the start of the season. So uh, there's still things obviously we can improve on. We've lost a few games from from set plays, and okay, we didn't concede from one today, but we're, we're working on that all the time on the training pitch and, and trying to put things right. Short, good challenge from Cullen, wins it back for Charlton, can it come to Williams? Williams dives in, gets the ball, Williams on his feet, on a run. Williams, ball inside to Gallagher, it's good! Gallagher shooting shots! Gallagher! A whiff chance, first shot, goal! The Addicts take the lead, all down to the work and the determination of Johnny Williams. Inside to Conor Gallagher, whose first touch was great and the finish was excellent. And Charlton have an unlikely lead. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Don't forget um, to subscribe to our podcast. I say it every week um, <coughs> when you, uh, you're right, but know when you go, uh, when you download our show, if you subscribe, it will download to your phone automatically twice a week uh, and you don't have to do any, any, any legwork. So excellent stuff, make sure you do that. Right, um, that was Dylan Phillips. Uh, he's it's not about Dylan, is he? Just you dislike him. He's he's got uh, he's very sort of nonchalant about about doing his job. Uh, very down to earth um, and a, a very good goalkeeper, Nathan. I'm very very pleased with his progress over the last year in particular. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, and um, he has come on leaps and bounds. <clears throat> I think he was. Um, uh, there weren't no pun in there, was there? Oh, I thought you were saying there was a pun in there. <laughs> yeah, no, he has. He's improved a lot, and I think he'd admit to himself that he's obviously come on a lot. Um, from like I said, when he was starting against Sunderland, um, he is—he's quite an honest mm. chap, really. He, he does say say as it is if he makes a mistake, like the final, he said it was his mistake. But he bounces back, and that's what makes him yeah. a better player as he is today. Yeah. And, he, and his clean sheet record has been very good this year as well. If you look, mm. um, I think facts and stats. I mean, obviously there's a couple of blemishes on there, but I think overall he's got. Like I think it's something like Man City and a couple of other yeah. teams that only you've got more clean sheets than as well. So very, mm. uh, very impressive from Dylan Phillips and that save yesterday from Bobby Reed right at the end uh, was absolutely spectacular. Right, Adam Ferris, love the podcast, lads. Uh, always a great listen out here in not so sunny Moscow. Uh, spy here, Adam. Um, the thoughts on the game against Fulham. Uh, Bayer is showing he's such a great manager. He manages to set us up so tactically well against sides, and he's not exactly had much managerial experience. With three tough games in a week and less rest than Fulham we have secured four very good points Jake Forster Kasky may have found his way into the side as he won't get much of a look in playing in centre midfield unless we lose Gallagher and Cullen in January Bon having a run of games seems to have boosted his confidence as he looked decent enough on Saturday I don't normally enjoy the international break but we definitely need it interest in what happens come January Sky Sports mentioned another buyer expressed interest uh, which made me laugh up the addicts yeah I saw some people talking apparently Sky said something about 
uh, some sort of uh, another interested buyer. I mean, there's been one that, that was mentioned by the likes of Rick Everett maybe a, about three weeks ago. Was here at the Birmingham game, I think. But I, I just I don't get carried away now anyway. Until, until they've literally bought the club, then you know you, they just crack on in the background at the moment. <laughs> right, Green P. The boys played amazing over the three toughest games so far this season. So respect uh, and to think we did it with so many injuries. Now time to rest and go again in two weeks. Good luck to all the lads representing their countries. See you all on the 19th. Good luck. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, no one will do a Lyle Taylor and come back injured because uh, that's uh, that's the worst thing about the international break is you can get injured. But yeah, it's an honour to go away and represent the country. So I hope they have uh, a good time out there. Right on the Charlton Live Forum, Mendonca and Asda said, I watched the match on Sky. What a cracking advert that was for championship football. No wonder they want to put us on the telly all the time. Yeah, all of our home games in November moved for Sky TV. Crazy. Why are we Cardiff the new Leeds United? Hey, Cardiff and Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, Pre- Cardiff Preston. Wednesday and and uh, Preston as well. Oh, so, they all yeah. Preston as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're I'm, not, I'm not here for two of them, so it don't matter. Well, we can, we can watch them on TV now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's worked out quite nicely. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah Mendonca and Asda's carries on. I thought the lads gave everything. Dylan was outstanding. The battle uh, between uh, Pierce and Mitrovic was epic, and Darren Prattley put in an incredible shift as well uh, as the cross for Maka. What a header that was. Hope some of the lads get a well earned rest to recharge their batteries over the international break. With seven Charlton players injured currently, we could do with getting a few players back to compete for a spot. Did the Charlton live team uh, make it on and off the flotilla of? party boats going down the Thames yep Tom and Nath did uh, and maybe a suggestion to do a future Charlton Live podcast on board one of the party boats uh, it could be quite lively said PS love the bias Charlton <laughs> coverage with Sky and Scott Minow um, yeah, how many bleeps would we have <laughs> yeah. for that show yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> just be like a, a bleeping show wouldn't it yeah would you be up for that one day would oh you? mate I'd be well up for it but I'm not saying how much content you get out of yeah it. we always said we'd do a live show down in Rose of Denmark once when the takeover goes through but Damn, yeah, that sounds. Cool. I noticed Fulham did a live show. Yeah, their Fulhamish pod did a yeah, live show in the pub, pub yesterday. Yeah. yeah, they do it there every week. But do they? Yeah, dominant. They yeah. Oh, they know. sit. They sit down on the leather sofa. Is it the same one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a picture. Of that. They do it every week. Yeah, they do most games. Yeah. Oh, we've got more Oh, there we go. Right, Ray gets involved. Good evening, folks. Highlight of the weekend after a well-deserved point and a fantastic performance at Fulham was Nathan and Tom's banter boat and crew uh, singing "You Don't Know What You're Doing" as they passed the Houses of Parliament. Did you do that? I don't. That's what we did last year. Yeah. um, I can't remember. I think there was a couple of jeers and a couple of boos and something about Boris's hair or something. (laughs) Uh, But it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Tom was at the bar getting another sambuca, probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think so. Not as much as it was when we um and obviously the michael jackson statue ain't there or was it still there no, no it's in the, it's in the it, it was museum. no it was in the football yeah, museum but i've been so reliably i've been reliably informed by someone at fulham so that it's no longer in the uh football <laughs> museum due to some unpleasantries that we shan't go into on this evening's show right <laughs> i've heard that noise right let's have a listen uh liz edwins on the emails says we really showed our heart yesterday and despite our lack of team depth uh, lack of money to spend and a disinterest disinterested manipulative waste of space owner uh, we can really hold our own with the best I do worry as the season goes on and injury and exhaustion uh, take hold we will struggle especially with the January window uh, coming up surely Chelsea we want uh, we want Conor Gallagher back and what will happen with Lyle Taylor I'm so glad I was there even though the stress probably took years off my life I was leaping around like a mad thing uh, not really suitable behaviour for a 60 year old retired lady uh, always enjoy your podcast especially when we're abroad and can't go to games thank you Liz 
is. Oh, there's, you, there's, there's no inappropriate behaviour when it comes to leaping around at football, uh, no matter how retired or 60-year-old you are. I'm sure you had a great day uh, yesterday. And thank you for your email. Right, Samuel uh, Day says, Bayer has given us a team to be proud of, hard-working players who want to win and give 100% for the club. Charlton atmosphere, home and away, shows what fans expect of the team. We need long-term contracts for Bayer and players to continue success for the club. This is what supporters and the team deserve. It, it does feel like it's crazy that every week we're still talking about it. I mean, it was it was only at the end of last year we're talking about how Bayer needs a new contract. Then he gets one, and we're what, three months later, well, he does need a new one now because it's going to end at the end of the season. It's crazy. Yeah, and you can't use the excuse of selling the club anymore to not tie him down because unless you do, someone's going to come in and, and pinch him. I think it, it's inevitable until a, a new contract gets sorted. I know he says he's happy here and he wants to be here for long term and it's all well and good him saying that, but if we don't offer him a contract, then he literally can't do it. So, um, yeah, for me, it, it just needs to be sorted now. Roland needs to do it um, because he's he's the glue that's holding all this together. Um, you, you see it in the players, you see it in the, the fans. Everything is built around Lee Bowyer mm. and um, as soon as he goes, there's a real danger that it could all fall yeah. apart. So, yeah, just... just Offer him one. It's madness that he hasn't. Yeah, Bayer is the glue, and Roland's more of a prick stick. But. Yeah, but it's mad. So, like what Tom was saying, like you know, where he comes out and goes, um, "Oh, he's, he's close to a takeover star. I don't want to offer him a new contract." That's, he's the same as a player. Like, he's, he's an, an asset. asset. Exactly. Like, he... So you wouldn't just go, "Oh, I ain't going to offer some a really promising player." No, I ain't going to offer him a contract. Cause I'm just trying to sell the club. Well, yeah. that will increase the value. What of new the owner's going to come in and go? Right, he's off. Yeah. I, I want him yeah. out. Yeah, like, he, he's holding us back. <laughs> yeah, if anything, a new owner will come in. The first thing they'll do, they'll get the fans on side. They'll give him a three-year contract, yeah. and that's day one. It's all sorted. But the uh, the takeover's not happening. So so he's got to do it. Who's it? It's a bill. Yeah, there's no way we're having a takeover <laughs> in the next year. <laughs> the Australians, so. are they still about? We go that silly if we come back from an international break and there's been a takeover. Fine. <laughs> if that's the case, yeah, I'm not going to I will take looking silly I'll right now. I'll very much take looking silly. <laughs> and a Lee Bowyer 10-year contract. Right, uh, Paul Griffiths uh, gets involved. Dear Charlton Live team, very formal. Uh, well, more, more of a rabble yeah, than a team, Paul. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've met us. <laughs> uh, right, the only way to sum up our start to the season would be to grow, uh, to quote Greg and say, Dreamland. Uh, like, I'm struggling to talk today. Is that why you're laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Sharp, it's hard. Uh, like so many others, I fully expected to be bottom of the table and in a dead full state on and off the pitch. But the brilliance of Boya, Jacko and Steve Gallen's genius eye for talent has seen the boys perform beyond expectations. If before the Leeds game, you would have offered me two points from these last three games, I would have taken them. So to get four was amazing. Although the defence were outstanding yesterday and Dylan was just different class. For me, it's great how we took the game to Fulham from the off. Even at 2-2, we had the chance from Lecco. Uh, which the keeper saved. Hopefully after Dylan's performance yesterday, the doubters which fill up Twitter will pipe down a little. He is a great keeper and one of our own. Yeah, before I get to the rest of the Paul, Paul's email, I mean, the doubters for Dylan. I mean, I I don't like the doubter, the Dylan doubters, Ben. I mean, I even saw I even saw tweets yesterday after the first goal saying he might have got that. Come on, that was a great goal. I mean, I, 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 I'm certain that he's got in the mind to some people and they're always looking to nitpick when, when, when every goal that gets conceded Sometimes teams concede goals. It's not always the goalkeeper's fault. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because he hasn't done anything wrong. Like, unless they're still looking back last season 
on a mistake he made in the playoff final. But again, before that... It happens. I look at Derby yeah. yesterday. The, the, the Luton, Luton goalkeeper, goalkeeper yesterday did, did it. It happens same. to people. We just we just took it big time. Did it at Wembley. Made a show of it. <laughs> yeah, they followed suit. But no, he's, the only thing, as Naif mentioned earlier, has been his distribution, um, which again, I thought yesterday it was better. Um, but Dean Carley was known for having dreadful distribution. And he's wasn't the he? great. He's, uh, he was one of the greatest, our greatest keeper, keeper in, in modern times. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Right. Well done, Paul, uh, for mentioning that. He says uh, the fans sounded amazing yesterday, and how wonderful to be sat at home watching the game, hearing your own fans dominating the noise. A point commentate, uh, commented on by the Sky commentators on more than one occasion. Uh, thank you as ever for all the brilliant podcasts each week to get me through my running. Yeah. Cheers for that, uh, Paul. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the home support yesterday was silenced. By the by, the Charlton boys. I mean, apart from this one guy standing up towards the end <laughs> when we were sort of time wasting, started moaning about us, saying we had no self respect because we were time wasting, saying we're not that good. Uh, I paid good money to come and watch this, he said, which is obviously uh, obviously obviously a, a sticking point in in West London. Uh, you're all pretty moneyed in West London, aren't you, Ben? Uh, that's the thing. We're wealthy window cleaners, mate. <laughs> right, uh, Mark Newbury says, "Evening, chaps. I thought Fulham were the best team we faced this season, and we matched them with a touch." of luck uh, VAR we would have had all three points Bayer got his tactics right again and they had to change uh, the ma- uh, to match us I thought Johnny Williams had his best game in a red shirt and Bond's running and willingness to receive the ball uh, got him the reward he deserved Pierce and Lockyer were superb in the middle I'm worried that Donald Trump might try to buy them as it would be cheaper than building a wall very good <laughs> nothing getting past them uh, apart from an offside uh, goal uh, Dylan made some game winning saves but I'm sure there are still some annoyed with him being number one. Tough. He'll only get better and better for us. For Jake Forster, Cassidy looked his old self, assured, and a wand of a left leg, a terrific cross to Solly. He knows uh, that the strength of our midfield means he can't afford to slacken. Hopefully the two weeks will uh, break will let us get our players and Charlton Live rest uh, and we don't pick up any injuries uh, from the players going off on international duty. Uh, do we know how much Sky pay for a game to be shown? No, I don't know actually. actually. I, could, I don't know if that's available to be to be looked up because obviously we're on quite a lot at the moment. Um, I quite I, I was moaning about having a 12.30 kickoff. But I quite liked that yesterday actually because oh we were in the pub by four. It was great. I mean you're obviously yeah. in the pub by eight o'clock in the morning, but it's it's nice to have the, the rest of the afternoon for yourself. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, if you win, uh, yeah. yeah. If, if you if you get back five 0 it's probably one of the worst yeah. days in the world. And then but watch everybody else yeah. win. Yeah, slip yeah. down the table. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like the early game. I don't like the five o'clocks yeah. on a Sunday or something like you know like Spurs have or whatever. I can't stand those ones. The Sunday games. <laughs> Yeah, Sebo says, when Luton scored that own goal yesterday on the highlight, I rewounded it back a few seconds and then shouted, no, 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 like Terry did uh, on the on the value pass commentary highlights from the playoff final. <laughs> yeah, uh, good one, Sebo. Right, uh, Connor says, uh, hi guys, I thought the game was a cracker on Saturday. I thought the tactics were spot on and the battle with Mitrovic was a good watch. Pierce was very impressive against him. Forster Kasky uh, did well at left wing back considering he hasn't played uh, that many minutes. Bond seemed to be growing into the shirt and he is still a work in progress, but he can certainly see him improving. Phillips made some great saves, but his kicking does still need some work. But I think a point is fair, even though their goal was offside. We have played three very good sides and performed well in all of them. These performances give me a lot of hope that we will stay up this season. It's a long season, but let's keep battling, uh, boys. And then finally, we've got Duncan says, uh, Duncan Brand says, what a fantastic performance from the boys yesterday, given the injuries. And it was our third game in a week. So many top performances. I love the grit and determination of Pierce and 
and Lockyer. Uh, the energy of Gallagher and Cullen, uh, the quality of both our goals, especially pleased for McCauley. What a super header. The character of the team and not to mention Dylan's save. Uh, thank you uh, to Lee and to Jacko for the job you are doing, making me even more proud of our club. And that's from Duncan uh, in Orpington. Excellent stuff. Thank you for your messages. Going to have another quick break here. Uh, we're going to the final 10 minutes or so of this evening's show. Charlton's under a bit of pressure, flicks it on towards Pierce. Little flick forward towards Williams, Williams who's is outside. Williams in the pounce here. Collects Williams. Scores past Allen. No, Williams. Oh. Can Gallagher get on a retrieving ball? He can, but further wide. Gallagher, ball into Cullen. Cullen has got Prattley behind him. Cullen into the pounce area. Cullen still ball across goal. Goes Williams. And he can. Excellent stuff. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Last 10 minutes or so uh, of the show. So don't forget, we won't be here next week for the international break. Um, we'll have a few days off. Then we'll be back with the preview of the Derby game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bet I bet those players, those, those teams would love a 12.30 kickoff, getting the bar, wouldn't they, by four o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, right. I mean, it's fair to say, I, I mean, that, that has been an absolute grueler, to quote that that alcoholic Welshman Wrexham fan on, on Twitter uh, of a week for um, and the the teams we've played with the injuries we have at the moment I am very pleased I mean from a personal point of view I, I, I'll quite enjoy knowing when the international breaks are coming because you do get a few days off to just sort of recharge but from a footballer point of view I mean uh, and from a, a football club point of view I mean that, that that's come at exactly the right time for us yeah I absolutely hate them it's uh, so boring but because you have to watch Wales play yeah, isn't it yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's completely fair um, but yeah it's uh, it's come at exactly the right time we've got obviously we've got the injuries of people like Chucks uh, and Purrington and obviously Lyle I doubt he's going to be back in time but and then Hemed and, and Kale you know the list goes on but also the players that have played, you know, just week in, week out, they all just need a break. Um, and yeah, it's, I think sometimes the last one felt like it came at the wrong time um, when we were on that good run. You just wanted to keep playing games and then we did have a little stutter. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time. I know we've got a big game coming up, obviously against West Brom as well, but yeah, um, Derby are, are certainly no one to fear. And if we can recharge our batteries and come back, hit the ground running against them, hopefully just pick up from where we left off. Mm, yeah, I mean, look, we did see, so last time, obviously even it coincided with Lyle Taylor getting injured during international break, but we came back with two defeats and that momentum, I mean, you remember that Reading game away from home where, I mean, that second half was so impressive, um, probably equally as, as impressive as yesterday's first half and we could have scored three or four, uh, only scored twice in that second period, but then we came back and we had that that stuttering start after the international break against Birmingham and then, and then the defeat at Wigan as well. So do you worry that, I mean, it's hard. I'm trying to say is is a defeat and then a draw is that momentum? But you'd have to say the performances we, that we've had in the last week, and obviously we beat Leeds before those two games. That is the momentum that you want to see taken into the first game when we come back against Derby. Yeah, definitely. I think before the uh, international break, before I think a lot of fans were like, "Yeah, we're doing well, but we haven't played any big teams yet." Now we've played three of the biggest teams in the, in the league in a week. And look at all the performances were brilliant, especially first half yesterday. We bossed it against one, in my opinion, the best side in the league. 
So we go into this international break on the back of some strong performances with players missing and we can turn to this derby game thinking we've got a lot more players coming back fresh. Uh, with, As Tom said, we've had a players uh, playing through the pain barrier um, but hopefully we'll have a few more players back. But now we've got confidence. We, we've made our mark in this league. We've played 11 games. We've had some really strong performances. Probably the Wigan game was the only game that really let us down. So there's a lot more confidence now, I feel, than the last international break because we've used our squad more, plus we're playing against the so-called harder teams in the league. Yeah, I was just looking at the league table because you're trying to pick up where I, I concentrate so much on Charlton. I haven't really thought about other teams that are up there. So West, West Brom are top. Forest are second. That's sort of quiet for me because, I mean, we played Forest off the park in, in that first half in, in particular here. Preston doing well. See the, the magic of, of Paddy Bauer. But then like Swansea and Leeds, who have you said we've got results from? Uh, well, you know, played well against at least in the case of Swansea, beaten Leeds United. Fulham are down in seventh now. Bristol City are doing okay. We've got coming up in in October on a, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night. QPR surprising a few, perhaps surprising me certainly. When you get to eleven games, I mean, ten games is the mark where people start to sort of take stock. But we're 11, we're eleven games in now. But because it's the international break, you, you are looking around at the teams that are doing well. I mean, even the Birmingham game that was a disappointment here. I mean, they're mid table; they're only two points behind us. For starters, it's quite tight. I mean, there's uh, we're, we're only four points off top, and we're down in tenth. Uh, the, the, everyone in the top half is only separated by six points. So it shows it's tight. It shows perhaps it's not going to be one team that's going to run away with the division this year. I still don't think we're going to go the distance. I still think at some point we'll probably end... I'd like to think we might end about where we are now, Nath. Having seen us for 11 games, are you starting to think and seeing a a number of the other teams in this division? Are you starting to get a better feeling now of where we may end up in this league? I still think we'll finish top half. I think... I'm not saying, obviously, second or third. Maybe like 10th, 11th, 12th, which is an achievement in itself. I think even if we finished one place out of relegation it's, it's an achievement but um, it's a tight league anyone can beat each other like you say that I wouldn't have picked if you said to me the Birmingham game and the Leeds game I probably would have picked the reverse result but um, it's a crazy league um, but we just got to just keep focus on the next game and you'll have a couple of surges so like Stoke won on the weekend so they might have a little surge now I think they will still come out of it out of the relegation and that that though that top eight I just don't think that's going to be anywhere near where it will end up mm. I still think Leeds and Fulham will be up there I think Forest may tail off Preston may tail off but that's what I mean there's so many more games to play there's so many more but as the, like I just want to get to that 45 point yeah. mark and then then relax and, and it, then enjoy the season in the dogged in the dog eat dog world that is championship football time and if we are talking about staying up in, in this division I'm going to look for teams that are you know, you early days you're thinking this lot are going to struggle, and we talked about Stoke, but they got, they went and got that win yesterday, and it was bizarre. It's bizarre. Nathan Jones after after they lost at home to Huddersfield in in midweek. I mean, he was a, he was a beaten man. You heard his his press conference was basically I failed. Um, he 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 seemed to know he was out the door, but he wasn't. He's got a result yesterday. He's he's felt like he's felt like he's proved yeah. proved himself now. That is what is only one win, but Barnsley, Reading. Huddersfield have got a win, a couple of wins now. Middlesbrough are horribly struggling. Wigan not doing too well. Luton has sort of come off the boil a bit. You know, the, there are teams down there that are in a much worse shape than us. Which, like I say, if we're if we're thinking about keeping our head above water, which at the moment I don't think we are. I think I think we're thinking about mid table. But if we are, it's good to know that there's teams down there who are really struggling. Yeah, I think for for us to be in the relegation scrap by Christmas, we'd have to go on a pretty horrific run over the next two or three months. And obviously, it's possible, but. 
I just don't think looking at this squad and the way we play, I just don't think it's going to happen. And January is going to be massive. It's, it's massive every year, particularly under Roland. Really because of, January uh, after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because of the the size of the squad we have, and because of the fact that some of our players are low knees, it's going to be huge. And that might decide that how the second half of the season goes. But if we put enough points on the board this year, then doesn't really matter and if we've still got a good competitive squad by then and we're sitting you know eighth or ninth then maybe we think you know what let's give it a go and if we're not and we've slipped off and and a couple of players go then you go right well we're back to our initial goal this season which was staying up and luckily this first half of the season has got us a long way to there so yeah I'm I'm like you boys I, I think being in a relegation scrap seems very unlikely now as I say we'd have to go on some wobble um of course it could happen but if not then I think anywhere around mid-table would be thoroughly deserved well to potentially simultaneously cheer people up and then put the, the dread into them let's remind everyone that Millwall were once top of the championship at Christmas and got relegated so it is possible but it did happen to Millwall so at least it's reasonably funny right we've come to the end of this evening's Cholton Live uh, it's absolutely flown by so let's say a couple of weeks off now we'll be back on, on Thursday week with the big match preview uh, ahead of the Derby game don't forget if you're going to miss your football fix uh, next week the Charlton Athletic women are at home here on the valley, uh, at the Valley on Saturday against Aston Villa uh, so get along to that if you want to come back to Charlton and watch another uh, game of football but I hope you have enjoyed this evening's show uh, thank you to Tom and to Nathan and to Benji for coming in cheers mate Much cheers, love. good thank to you. see you all I have been Louis Mendes uh, I've enjoyed this evening's show as well I hope you've uh, enjoyed chatting with us uh, we'll be back here like I say in a couple of weeks uh, until then I hope you have a nice international break and we shall see you later <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.